Alright, so what's up everybody, How's, how is your day going? Hope good, so I got light, now I got too much light I think. Uh, does that help? That didn't help. Well anyhow, at least I'm not in the shadows as much. Working on the lighting situation for the podcast. Uh, but anyway, or the video. Russia, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> this situation with Russia and Ukraine is crazy. Someone needs to negotiate peace in some way, somehow, with this, pardon me, proxy war that the American military industrial complex is propping up. It's it's beyond ridiculous. It's beyond out of control. Uh, I'm going to play some news clips. Uh, let you see what's going on in Russia right now. And then explain to you why we must not let this happen to the United States of America. So I'll light one up. You guys listen to this and I'll talk at you in a second. Tonight, an attack on Russian soil. According to the Russian Ministry of Defense, 11 soldiers are dead, another 15 wounded in what they call a terror attack. Officials saying two soldiers from a former Soviet state were training with Russian troops, suddenly turning their guns and opening fire. Just weeks ago, a man opened fire at an enlistment center. Another recruitment center was attacked by Molotov cocktails. Growing violence within Russia's borders as dissent there grows. And tonight, a shocking claim from the Ukrainian president. The total number of Russian deaths, he says, is approaching 65,000. While there's no way to independently confirm the claims, Ukraine is making gains on the battlefield. (laughs) Russian forces in the east and south are on the run. But Russia is striking back targeting Ukraine's power grid, plunging the capital into darkness for the first time in months. We wanted to try to give you a sense of what it's like tonight in the Ukrainian capital after that weeks-long barrage by Russian troops. Only the streetlights on behind me. And as we swing around, we are here in downtown Kiev, a place that is normally bustling, a place where you would recognize St. Michael's Cathedral behind me lit up with that golden dome tonight dark because government officials asking people to conserve power, saying if they don't conserve power, They'll have to break out the candles. Meanwhile, a war online continues over who will foot the bill for the technology the Ukrainian government and military rely on the most. SpaceX's Starlink. Tonight, Elon Musk, CEO of SpaceX, seemingly backing Ukraine once again, tweeting, even though Starlink is still losing money, we'll just keep funding Ukraine government for free. Calgary, NBC News, Keith. Thanks for watching our... So, I think some key takeaways from that is, are, one, some of these former, uh, people in these former Soviet republics, which Ukraine is one of those, they are not happy with Russia. I don't know what which uh, former Soviet Republic the two terrorists who turned on the Russian soldiers came from, but nobody wants to be back under Russia's thumb. 
and that's extremely evident. Uh, there are parts of Ukraine that identify as Russian. There are people there that speak Russian. But really, nobody wants to live under Vladimir Putin, including some of his own people. So I want you to hit the like, the share, the subscribe. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. And we'll be, do a little reset here and look at some news articles and then some of my opinion about this situation going on in Russia and Ukraine and why we keep warning you not to fall for socialism in the United States of America. Be right back. Isn't that like a little weird out Yanka Victor? Lighten the mo the mood. Here in a couple weeks, for those of you who have uh, the Roku device, the Roku channel is doing a uh, a biography of or a, not biography. I guess that's what it is. A biographical film about Weird Al's life. With all of... But it's all based on the rumors about Weird Al. And exaggeration, much like his music. So... Russians are fleeing the country. Uh, amidst rumors and... A possible ramp up of the war into a draft. These are people who are essentially draft dodgers, but I I don't blame them. Uh, says Berlin, October sixth, Reuters. Russians have piled across the border into neighboring states since P President Vladimir Putin announced a partial mobilization on September 21st for the war in Ukraine. So, how many Russians have fled mobilization or fled since mobilization was announced? Uh, getting precise totals is difficult, but the number of Russians who have left could run into the hundreds of thousands based on media reports, figures released by neighboring states, figures they're not usually... Uh, broken down so can so can include men facing the draft family members and tr other travelers the independent noyava getska europe reported on september 26 260,001 men had left since mobilization was declared citing a Kremlin source. Russian media says 700,000 have fled. 
uh, okay, well, let's, Russia has denied reports in Russian media saying 700,000 had fled the country since the announcement. So the Russians don't want to fight Putin's war. And this war could go nuclear at any minute. I don't think it will, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to go nuclear. But here's something intriguing. So in the year of 2020, in a little bit into 2021, at least up till January 6th. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There were protests in the United States. They burned cities to the ground. They didn't burn the whole city, but you get bad enough. Billions of dollars worth of damage. Thousands killed. Uh, thousands injured. So on and so forth. Lives ruined. Uh, by these wackadoo protesters. In Russia, they're protesting against Putin's war with Ukraine. This is from The Guardian. Russia protests. More than 1,300 arrested at anti-war demonstrations. More than 500 detained in both Moscow and St. Petersburg. Uh, says monitoring group after Putin orders call-up of military reservists. Now, ever since this war broke out, you've had people protesting, Russians protesting, but they don't get away with what American protesters do. I'm not going to go that route. I'm just saying the average ordinary Russian does not see the point of this war. Now, in that uh, a video audio clip I played for you, you heard, you know, Ukraine is making progress on the battlefield. Uh, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, who, I don't know what this guy's doing. One minute he's saying he's going to fight out there on the battlefield with his people. Next minute, he's posing with his wife in Variety magazine. Whatever. Uh, I'm not really on a side here. I just want this over. Zelensky is asking for more money from the United States. Money the United States doesn't have. Money that they're printing out in Washington, D.C., devaluing our currency and raising inflation. One of the many reasons inflation is going up. But this tired old man that you people elected king, well, he's out eating ice cream, you know, saying, I don't give a damn about the dollar. Our economy is strong as hell. Uh, I'm worried about the rest of the world. Hello. You're not the president of the world, Putin. President of these United States. And yes, you are the de facto default leader of the free world. But we got to take care of problems here at home. I was just watching uh, the Millie Weaver, Millennial Millie on YouTube. Uh, 
And she was, you know, going through all the homelessness in Los Angeles and Frisco. And uh, it's sad. You know, Americans are living in squalor. The economy's getting worse. It won't be long before we're all living in squalor, maybe. And this tired old man is out eating his ice cream. It, whatever. All right, back to this war in Russia. So you got terrorists from other former Soviet states turning on the Russian troops that they are pretending to train with. You've got people attacking Russian military recruitment centers, and you have Russian people protesting in the streets, and they can't get Putin out of office. Putin cannot be voted out, all right? He changed, he was like, we would call it term limited here in the United States. So, he had a, a lackey of his, if my memory is right, and it's not real good, because Putin changed the Russian constitution. But, Okay, so he had his lackey elected president and then somehow declared himself prime minister so he could run things from behind the scenes. But then Putin had the Russian constitution changed so he could basically be president for as long as he wanted. And if you have opposition to him, it's just like if you oppose the old communist party, they just whack you. So, Putin will not get voted out of office. There's going to have to be some kind of a coup by his inner circle to get rid of him somehow. And I think the Russian people would support it from what I see and hear uh, about the Russians. They do not want to be in this war. They want freedom. They want to be like Americans. Um... The Russian army, I've, I've heard, is not putting forth its best effort in this war. Now, you hear of you know atrocities and torture and rape uh, by the Russian soldiers on one hand. On the other hand, you hear, yeah, the Russian soldiers fired their weapons into the ground and said, okay, we fought today. From the beginning, I've heard the Russian soldiers really didn't want to do this. Now, I'm sure some do. I'm sure some are just following orders. Uh, the Russian army has bombed a, uh, civilians in this. There was last week they just dropped shells on a park. Just a, a, like a Saturday afternoon, or I don't know what day it was exactly, but just one day, they just shelled this park. And there were people, Ukrainian people, out in the park. I don't know, right now, if I were in Ukraine, I wouldn't be anywhere other than a bomb shelter from some of the things you hear. But the, there were people out in the park, and I saw the video, there you know, people screaming, people a bloody mess, bomb craters in this park. 
So this war has got to end. You now have people fleeing Russia, protesting. The Russian people don't want to be in this war. There's got to be a peaceful settlement, but you're dealing with a, a maniac. And then on the other side, you've got a tired old man. I think you know who the maniac and who the tired old man are. I don't got to explain it. So this is why we cannot let socialism come to the United States. Now, let's be clear about something. Let me clarify something here. In uh, Marx and Engels' path to communism, you have many steps. Capitalism is one of the steps. Socialism and then communism. Now, I don't remember the order, but I know I'm pretty sure it goes feudalism, something, something, capitalism, something, something, socialism, communism. It's been a while since I've been forced to read the Communist Manifesto. But we have to avoid socialism in the United States of America at all cost. When Russian President Khrushchev, is it the 50s or 60s, I don't recall, but it was in that era, pounded his shoe on the podium at the United Nations in New York City, he said, we will destroy you from within. An American diplomat went on television and radio and said that he had the misfortune of hosting the Russian Secretary of Agriculture and Grain in his home for a week. And that Russian, or I, it wasn't a secretary, they call them ministers. That Russian Minister of Agriculture said to him also, we will defeat you from within. We will feed you socialism in small doses until one, way, uh, one day you wake up and you're communism and you won't even know it. We will destroy you from within. We will feed you socialism in small doses until one day you wake up and you're communists and you don't even know it. That's all the things I mentioned to you. You have a, a president at the top that cannot be taken out of office. He got his lackey elected president. He changed the constitution so he could be president of Russia for as long as he wanted, and he has this goal of restoring Russia. That's wonderful in his mind. But do we want a president someday, somehow? Maybe not in my lifetime. Maybe someday, if I have grandkids or great-grandkids in their lifetimes. Do we want one person that 
can send us into war, threaten the world with nuclear war, try, uh, try to draft citizens into a meaningless war. Now, the parts of the country that Russia, the parts of Ukraine Russia invaded, I've heard that, you know, it's the their natural resources there, uh, the uh, bread basket, the wheat growing fields, stuff that would help Russia, uh, a, a, an area to run their pipeline through to the rest of Europe for gas and oil. But all those things really don't matter that much. Those things could have been accomplished through peace. This is a maniac, a madman, Vladimir Putin, trying to restore Russia to its former communist glory days when he worked at the KGB. This is why we have to vote constitutional conservatives into public office and into the judiciary in the United States. Alright? Understood? Got it? Good. Get it. God bless you guys. Pray for each other. I'll see you next panic attack. Love somebody. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Till next time, God bless you.